Nate, can you see the power washing happening outside your window? Uh, I can see it with my ears in the manner of a bat. Oh, oh no, because I, I, I'm well into power washing because of power wash sim and I wanted to, It, you know, it's like you're at like a Bruce Springsteen concert for me, you know. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I know the bloke doing the power washing. He's like a druid. He's wicked. A power washing druid? Pretty much, yeah. It's the most prog thing I've ever said. Does, does he incorporate druidism into his power washing? Uh, yeah, every time he scrubs five planks clean, he has the ability to turn into a wolf for one and a half minutes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what would be a very good free DLC for Power Wash Simulator is doing Stonehenge, wouldn't it? Oh, power yeah. washing Stonehenge. <laughs> it must have been done. Must have been done. I because I grew up near um, Avebury, and there's a keeper of the stones because they would do solstice celebrations every year, and his name's Terry, which I think is lovely. Keeper of the stones. Did he escape from an eighties cartoon? <laughs> does Terry have a power washer? He might do. I hope he does. I uh, hope he does. How many? How many <laughs> solstices worth of muck are on those stones? Oh, years, but you probably, I don't know, I don't know if you'd be allowed to power wash them. That would scrub off history, wouldn't it? <laughs> the blood of sacrifices. It's, like, it's not like there's a load of Roman sick left on them. Sorry, I should have said, welcome, listener, to this episode five of season two of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell, and uh, I am joined to talk about druids today <laughs> by <laughs> Nate. Hello, Nate. Qualified druid. Hello. Are Definitely. you really? Oh, no, but it would 100% be my D&D class. They are very good. They get very imber once you hit like level two or three. <laughs> um, and James, oh, I don't hello, mean James. Like maxing. I just mean they're honourable men and women. <laughs> surely, surely there's a website where you can pay like five quid to get your druid uh, certification. I don't know. I think you have to be quite sincere about it. They take it very seriously. Is it? Is, is it not like becoming a? ordained minister i don't think so. well, i'd be deeply wary of being insincere to a druid that is yeah. asking for trouble and turn you into a worm <laughs> I, exactly. um, we should have oh we should have talked about druids last week because we're not we're done talking about religion in games for the moment but we could have done druid simulator that'd be great maybe there is one already there must be must i'll be give each of you a steaming hot kebab for free if there isn't a game called Druid Simulator. God, there are oh. so many ways that Steaming Hot could have ended. I'm glad you said kebab. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much guaranteed for a crash landing when you use those words, but I think I got away. Anyway, how, how are we? But James, you're, you're the, sick, the sick lad this week, I, aren't I'm, you? I'm, I'm a mildly sick lad this week, yeah. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the tail end of a cold, which to be fair, is probably like the mildest cold I've ever had in my life. Because I don't... I, I, I've been blessed with some kind of like magic immune system where I never get like really sick or ill. But when I, whenever I get a cold, which should just be like a little thing, I am laid low by that cold. It destroys me. Um, but this one's just like, eh, this, this is probably going to be over by the end of the week. It's not like Maybe whenever you've had a cold, it's not actually a cold. It's just your immune system crushing a, like the flu into mild cold symptoms. I mean, the- <clears throat> I mean, it, it, that that'd be nice. Um, stop me getting yeah. actual flu. It, it Maybe was you're a, a druid. <gasps> that and I didn't even first. know it. <laughs> you're like maybe you're like the chosen one, and you don't know you're a druid. You're like Percy Jackson. 
Uh, You can explain how computers work with beans. He's a sorcerer. And didn't they say, you know, uh, that Stonehenge, there's a theory it was some sort of computer or something? (laughs) (laughs) It was actually built by NVIDIA. (laughs) What is Stonehenge? but like the hardest hardware. (laughs) Well, if it was like a giant sundial, then it was literally doing ray tracing (laughs) in the fucking Bronze Age. Ancient aliens, mate. (laughs) Excavate the Stonehenge and find that like, yeah, there's a NVIDIA logo on the bottom of one of the stones. DLSS actually stands for Druid Leaning Stone Site. <laughs> this has been a good extended bit, hasn't it? I'm a fan of this. Whenever <laughs> they said uh, Intel, they still had to do the stupid little sound jingle, but it was done with an antler being smashed on a boulder. Yes, anyway. Other than that, I'm very well. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> Good. And Nate, you're feeling better, clearly. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Fine. Spirits. Good. Totally you, haven't, Good. you haven't been haunted by visions of, like, a mouse with a badly stitched up hole in its chest. I mean, no more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've, the boiler is working now after about a month and a half. But uh, the washing machine is broken, so um, I'm mixed. No, classic. Honestly. I know, I think I bricked it by washing my bloody hoodie. Uh, bricked I... a washing machine. I know. Internet of things, mate. Internet of things. Well, because it says it's machine washable, and I'm not hand washing that. Um, so I put it in, in the washing machine by itself. And a washing machine has a max load of seven um, thingies, kajiz. Uh, and I believe that the weight of a wet hoodie uh, just did for the motor. So um, should have lived in fog, oh. mate. Yeah, I'm never washing it again. It also, I think I mentioned, it's taken so long to dry that uh, I've had to wash it again because it started to smell of damp. So, well, so you're um, just going to get locked in a perpetual cycle of. I know. I had to. I've been trying to get the water out of it, so I washed it and then was like treading it in the bath, like I was making wine out of my own filth. So oh. gruesome! Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's properly old school. I had to buy a mangle just for this one thing, and then never wash it again. I'm gonna be like, a, you know, one of those famous people that only wears something once. Like I, instead of washing my hoodie, I'm just gonna buy a new hoodie every time. It's ridiculous. Um, I wish mangles were still an everyday thing. Isn't it sad? There's no object in your everyday life called a mangle. Uh, well, I mean, you, that, that is you, sad. I'm sad. Good. I feel like you say mangle quite a lot. Like yeah, things but only get mangled. As a verb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mind you, no I mean, what does it, really? a mangle do other than make children nervous that their hands will go in it by accident? Yeah, it's true. But of course. We don't really, as you say, need mangles these days, uh, but they had a lot of, you know, IP value, uh, so they were rebooted as washing machines. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this week we are talking about remakes and remasters. We sort of covered it, I think, very early on in season two, but... Um, I thought we could talk about it and, and have a bit more fun with it uh, because uh, next week on the I'm reading it now uh, the 7th of March uh, The Outer Worlds uh, which is the game most likely to make me accidentally call it The Outer Wilds um, mm. yeah, which indeed uh, James did in uh. an article we got <laughs> It was. I thought something was actually wrong because the PR marked the email urgent. <laughs> <laughs> they must, they um, must have to hire someone specifically to go around to gaming and tech journalists to be like, no, no, it's out of worlds. <laughs> um, but there's uh, an edition coming out next week on March 7th, which is the Space's Choice edition. Uh, Space's Choice is the name of one of the companies. It's a single-player future kind of sci-fi space dystopia thing where there are megacorps and one of them is space of choice and in this uh sort of new edition you will get 
both the DLCs for the game uh, and then it's been sort of semi remade. It's not a full it's not it's, a full it's remake. A, it's, a, it's a remaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, a very it's, blurry line, isn't it? Well, this is something we could talk about because people use it interchangeably even in PR emails and it's often very difficult to clarify. But um yeah, so it's been remastered uh not like a, a complete redoing but it's got like ai changes they did art passes on most of the assets apparently they've improved animations have added new animations for creatures and npcs um there's dynamic weather one of the worlds has sandstorms now uh foliage moves with wind speed and direction and lights go off depending on the time of day and things like that um so it's a it's a big kind of kind of redoing. That's re- a lot of bells and whistles. Cool. It is, and it's it's because the game only came out in 2019. But I spoke to some of the devs and the producer, his name is Eric Demilt, said uh, it because it came out sort of late in the life cycle of the previous gen. They wanted to sort of current gen it to PS5 it basically, um, but it has upped the PC specs and I. James, you sort of were quite surprised at the generational leap. Called it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, because uh, it's not like we're so we've only seen what it looks like now, the Spaces Choice Edition, through like a, a glimpse in a trailer, and it does it does look different, but mainly because of the lighting, and it's just it's just kind of hard to see how the. Like the, the those visual changes amount to needing to so basically like what was the recommended gra- graphics card for the original version is now like the absolute minimum, mm. um, even for playing at like seven hundred seven twenty p, which no one which no one does. There's no um, mechanical difference in the play experience though. Uh, apparently not. No. No. The, I guess is... you, could, you could like you could maybe argue having better AI changes it slightly, but mm, nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just kind of hard to hard to see where the where the gap is. But they are still like a, a few years old. The new recommended specs, and it's not. Yeah, like... like um, I I. I think the number of people who could play the original but now can't play the new one um, is going to be quite small. But it does suggest to me that the new version will like run. It'll be, it'll be like tough. It'll be like tougher to, to run um, if you haven't upgraded your hardware since then. Yeah, you, it's an interesting one. What's the rationale? Like, do, do you enjoy? Do you get excited to play purely visual? remasters of things because I, I cannot find an excited bone in my body i have to say actually uh, i was let down a bit by the pharaoh remaster because it, it it was just the same game with everything redrawn to be higher resolution yeah i think it- no! <laughs> <laughs> it's got like quality of life the old qol changes the menus are a bit better it's still yeah i you know, I the you didn't need to change much because what was under the hood was kind of pretty decent, and it you can switch the um the way that you get employees for your your you know stuff in Pharaoh now because before it was I might have said this before before it people would have to send out like scouts to find workers, and if they couldn't reach your houses, they couldn't uh, recruit anyone. It was very annoying. Yeah, actually, in, in fairness, the sort of Walker's system was the like the absolute backbone of the, all of those games from sort of Caesar three on. Um, so you know, re- yeah, redoing that is is a major user experience thing. But I don't know; I just always feel cheated unless there's some like token new feature, like if they'd added like a new type of lettuce you could grow. Somehow, yeah. I would have felt. <laughs> <laughs> infinitely better served and I don't know why that is wow okay that's interesting what about you James do you get excited for just visual re-zhuzhing 
Uh, not really. I mean, it it might depend on the extent of of the rejigging. Mm. Um, in this in this instance, I guess it it does look better, but it's not something I'd pay money to play again because it yeah. is like it is a paid upgrade, even if you own like the originals and all the DLC. Um, yes. Did have, have did they say like I I, I know it's a reduced price if you own the originals do they say what the lower pricing they would be did not and i'm not sure if it, so if you own the game uh you can yeah buy it for, but i don't know if like you own the game and the dlcs if it will be even less kind of thing i don't know I'd, if it's a sliding you'd, scale you'd imagine um, you'd imagine it would be um you'd hope yeah i think because I, um, I, like stuff like steam supports that um for owning like mm. varying amounts of dlc but yeah this one this one no um there's actually there's a there was a rumor a few weeks ago that Horizon Zero Dawn might be getting a remaster, which was just Why? Which is oh, bizarre to me. Because I like that like disclosure, that's one of my all-time favorite games. I but I still I still play it every now and then. Um oh, for, listen, to like test I'm... things. And it, it looks and plays like something which could have come out last week. I I'm gonna play it tonight, actually. I'm gonna shut up for a minute so you and Nate can have a little love and then you know my daughter's middle name is Aloy. For real? Yeah, we're, we're toxic super fans. So oh man! Like we're. Um, <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> yeah, me and Ashley are both completely obsessed with that game. I showed Tally the art book last night, and in her brilliant proto Warsaw accent, she said, "Wow, there's a massive dead robot bird." <laughs> I was like, okay, that got a response. So we're going to crack out the PlayStation tonight and uh, and give it a go. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Um, and and though there was a big dead robot bird. Smart yeah, kid. <laughs> I'm going to kill all those robot birds. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that does not need a remaster. That's yeah. Well, r- r- rumors should say rumors. Um, not substantiating anything. But yeah, that 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 did not get me hyped at all, despite it being like one of my most beloved games. Other at the opposite end, um, I fi- I finally finished the Dead Space remake this weekend, and oh. that's and that's fucking sick. Um, that's probably like my favorite. <laughs> that's probably my favorite game I've played this year. Did you have to keep taking breaks for your nerves, or I actually I I finished it in one kind of like final four hour mega sesh. Beast of Sunday. The sesh. At that point, I was I I'd become so adept at cutting off the limbs. <laughs> had, had you gazed too long into the necromorphs and become a necromorph yourself? <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the real monster? <laughs> the, the abyss is unto into me. Um, <laughs> if only we could talk to the necromorphs. Someone did a um, uh, one of those tweet threads. It was like, "What's the funniest like joke?" that doesn't depend on other, jo- other jokes, you know, like Dead Dove, Do Not Open, uh, that's been on TV. And one of them was the standalone Simpsons, oh, the Simpsons or Futurama scary door joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's a scientist being like, I've put all the most evil animal genes in this thing and I'm going to make the most evil creature alive. And then it's just a guy steps out and goes, it turns out it was man. <laughs> it's very good. Um, uh, yeah, so, well, yeah. Yeah, that's remakes. kind of like- that is kind of Dead Space is kind of to me like one of the gold standards of remakes, and that it doesn't just it doesn't just like do new visuals on a new engine or whatever, but um, yeah, it fixes things about the original that were bad or questionable. Um, like, like what? Give me an like, uh, give me a sample. Like the original, I, I I I like the original, I should say, but it it was too brightly lit for a horror game. It did have terrible turret shooting sections, and it did have you, the only trained engineer character in the game, <laughs> being being spoon fed instructions how to do your job by non engineers. Um, and this and the remake like changes all of that. Um, really? Yeah. So to me, it is like the a better game, an a, an actually better game than the original. Um, and you know, gaming is better for having had it. So yeah, um, a good remake, sure. Like count me in. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought up Dead Space anyway, because also in the news this week uh, mm. is that EA are asking players if they want a Dead Space 2 or 3 remake. You know, companies do those like surveys, yeah. player surveys, just say, like, just we're thinking about what would you think if maybe hypothetically <laughs> someone did this? 
Um, so uh, there were t- a couple of questions. One asking how interested the respondent would be in a similar remake to Dead Space 2 or 3, uh, with the ra- uh, available answers ranging from not at all interested to extremely interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do you think? Would you like a remake of Dead Spaces 2 and 3, James? Well, um, if I have, if I'm being consistent with what I just said, um, I think the best games to remake aren't necessarily these kinds of complete, like universally acclaimed, beloved classics. It's ones where they stand to actually gain something from a second mm. attempt. And the thing with Dead Space Two is, I think if you ask most, like air quotes, Dead Space fans, which is the best Dead Space, most of them would say two. There's nothing really in it that's that's kind of contentious in the same way that like the turret sections or the you know the baby talking engineering was in the first game um so in a way in a way dead space 2 kind of like stands to gain the least from a remake dead space 3 on the other hand if you could ah, oh, if you would if someone was like dedicated to put the resources into make into completely remaking dead space 3 to get rid of all the like microtransaction stuff maybe rework or get rid of the pure like non-horror third-person shooter bits um you could essentially bring redemption to a game yeah it's essentially gone down in infamy um, <laughs> i was gonna say like I, dead space I, 3 isn't a beloved classic is no it? Like, i i i i i play for the whole thing like i quite liked it but it's not you know it's it's definitely it, it was changed for the worse for sure um mm. and yeah maybe having that remade um without the I don't want to say <laughs> some of the trend chasing, um, Ooh, the, the at, cloud chasing video at, game at, at the time. Um, we're trying to make it, you know, um, a microtransaction engine. Um, I'll tell you what, I, you got me I, thinking about this. That. And like, I, I was going to come in all Thomas the Tank Engine, like, you know, oh, remakes and remasters are really bad. Everyone should be original. But now I think about it, you're absolutely right. There's a really valid case. For them, I think especially games which were like perfectly good, but for whatever reason just kind of disappeared um, on on being released. It's sort of a, a second second flow to the boat. I'm thinking things like uh, Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay. Oh, I remember that. Which I mean, was when... like the best prison game ever. I was going to say, I assume that Nate, you're always thinking about Riddick in some forms. <laughs> This every morning I wake up. Um, Open mouth slam. <laughs> but like, there, there was that. And then, do you remember The Suffering, another prison game? Oh, yeah. I don't. Uh, that was sort of Resident Evil style um, horror prison, like ghosts. Was that, 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 was one, that was the one where the enemies were like personifications of social ills. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the way they'd been unjustly executed. So it was very anti-prisons, which is good. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was. They were great games, but again, I, I don't know whether it was just the place they were on the console cycle or whatever. But yeah, they just you don't hear about them much these days. But then oh. they're going to be the least safe bets for a studio to put money into the classic safe bet activity of remastering. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's stuff that people already like. That, <laughs> that but you know what? One that I was going to pitch that I reckon people would buy loads of. Uh, I really want someone to remake uh, Bloodline Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines because it is janky. It <laughs> like it's a bit broken, but people love it, and you could fix so many of just the stuff, the issues. But isn't the giant you know. part of, and indeed a large part of, why it's beloved at this point? Uh, I wouldn't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's the the kind of. Sense Is it the same way? Like, if you've got a cat with one eye, you've got to pretend it's a cute feature. Yeah, a little bit. Like, because you, it's not like you can't. Like, you have to slap a massive patch on its ass to get it running. Like, it's not. It's not a convenient kind of jank. It's. Um, but it's like the sense of living in the world and like you can, you know, you can hack into computers by, you know, like actually typing on the screen, that kind of thing. It's like it's just those little touches. It just feels very cool. It just feels cool. And ironically, you feel cool. Um, can you drink a computer's blood? 
Well, no, because you, you're a vampire, so like you don't... What would be a computer's blood? Electricity? Information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Nosferatu are information brokers, so sort of. Maybe. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'd like to, to see re remade, I think. That would be my top one. It's about what time about... they remade Age of Empires 2. I was going to say, would that be your one? Or does it need to be remade? Because they're just still... Maybe it's stuck. the gold standard for a successful remake, IMHI. Yeah? Yeah, it's, well, uh, that was a perfect blend of new new content and quality of life stuff and now Visual Ronalds. The old Visual Ronalds. Because every, like, <laughs> pixels when you zoom in a tiny Ronald McDonald's. <laughs> well, that's a horrible thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little face looking at you. Um, what would that? What would you remake, Nate? If you had the power to get any video game remade, oh. your your big mic lunchtime, and you you can press the remake <laughs> button. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go Crony Re. Actually, Escape from Butcher Bay was amazing, and I'd love to love to play it with with all today's bells and whistles, but also still with exhibit. The, the old, the old Crony Rids <laughs> exhibit. Uh, who at the time he did pimp my ride, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably very famous at the time. It was very exciting. He was in the game. What? What about you, James? What game would you remake? Oh, uh, I was going to be like extremely boring and say Fallout New Vegas, which actually, oh. has, which actually has been in the news this very week um, because Obsidian, as part of Promoting the Outer World Spaces Choice Edition said, "Like, yeah, we we do something with Fallout again, um, as they tend to, <laughs> as they tend to do whenever people are asked." But yeah, because this this kind of this kind of is a uh, beloved by many people, but it's also it has that same kind of not fun jank where mm. you have to patch it to stop your character running around at two hundred miles an hour because the game breaks at sixty fps. Um, <laughs> You know all 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 the all the all the crashes and the broken quests. Um, yeah, fix that stuff. Although it, it it is a tricky business because this one there there is a degree of um, like the stiffness which gives it a charm. I think. Yeah. I I don't know if I'd <laughs> you you kind of enjoy it when you speak to like five identical NPCs and you will say the same <laughs> thing to you. That's like that's kind of that's kind of funny. Um, so it. I, I don't. I wouldn't envy Obsidian if they actually did get to remake that because it would be a tricky balance to maintain. Which which of, which, which bits of that, are funny? Some of that two thousand, some of that two thousand and eight <laughs> uh, unintentional comedy. <laughs> uh, or I was going to say we move on to talking about the games that we're uh, that we're playing at the moment. But before we do, James, what? Is there a frame rate? Because you said 60 FPS there. Is there a frame rate beyond which the human mind can't notice a difference? <laughs> because I I feel like it like I'm fine with like 30, you know, but maybe I'm an idiot. Can you if you got to like um, 120 FPS, is that too fast for the eye I, to even tell? <laughs> I I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be rude but Alice, but if you say you can't tell the difference between 30 and 60 FPS, I kind of don't believe you. <laughs> um that to, like to me that's a, to me that is a vast yawning chasm of of smoothness um but yeah anything above kind of like i'd say maybe 90 is like the different like the difference between 90 and 120 isn't much um the difference between 120 and 170 isn't much um Plus it's like fine wines you get diminishing what? returns. Is is literally diminishing returns. Um, the the most I've ever like kind of thought. Yeah, I can see how that's smoother. Is a two hundred forty hertz monitor, which can you know do two hundred forty fps. That um, sounds very silly. It's 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 more than you need, I think. Um, and I have I did try a three hundred hertz monitor once, and was just like this. Just looks the same as two hundred forty. <laughs> so I think the like the. To, to actually answer a question, like no, there is no like scientifically, there's, there's no consensus on when the human eye can stop perceiving frame rate differences. Um, in my opinion, um, it's maybe somewhere around the like low two hundreds. Okay, that's just me. Um, 
Do you reckon we'll ever invent a new kind of human that will be able to see? <laughs> That's what comes next. Primates. I'll invent a new a, a pair of gamer glasses. <laughs> um, yeah. That you look into and you can suddenly perceive frame time differences two hundred fold. Because. Uh-huh. And then they'll actually have a use case for the. the someone's. <laughs> who was it? I think it might have been. It might have been Asus or Asus. Um, will make like a 500 hertz monitor, and that's just daft. That's ridiculous. Nobody no, I, needs that. I don't. I don't like. What can even run at 500 frames per second consistently? <laughs> Tetris. What? Your your mum <laughs> doesn't even make. Get, get Tetris on a RTX 4090 and. Uh, you might have a use case for a 500 hertz monitor, but otherwise, nah. Alrighty, let's move on. Let's talk about the games we have been playing this week, remakes or otherwise. Nate, what have you been playing? I feel I've had quite a, a gamey week, actually. Let's uh, crank open Steam and see what's in my last week. I've had... Um, I had to go at Inscription. Oh, um, I've played about 45 minutes, and I think I know what it's doing, and I, I knew there was going to be a, a twist. I didn't know what to expect. It's fun. It's having mm. played a lot of, well, having, yeah, being a recovering Hearthstone addict, like, I I get a lot of what it's playing with. It sort of feels, you know, I've talked before how, like, I always feel bummed out that I didn't really get anything from Undertale. I feel like I might be having my Undertale moment with Inscription. Oh. Uh, you know the Captain America gif where he says he understands the reference? I'm feeling a bit more like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've also played, I started uh, an XCOM 2 campaign. Uh, oh. I'm not sure why, but I just felt nostalgia for it. And I've, I've done a few rounds of, um, I put down Ring of Pain and, and now my... Small chunk of time consuming roguelike of choices, Rogue Book, uh, which What's I seem to remember book? Matt Cox really liking. Uh, oh, he it, did, didn't he? It's, oh, I think it's the Room Terror, like roguelike spin off. I don't know the game it's based off, but I, th- I think it was Room Terror. Um, but it's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. James, what have you been playing? Uh, I've had a little go on Sons of the Forest. I was going to uh, say. And it made me think I've probably had my fill of survival games at this point. Oh no, but it's um, so popular, James. <laughs> I know the content. The content. Um, it's stressful. I watched it this... being streamed by a bloke, and it was oh, the, the golems everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, explain it's... to me, Sons of the Forest. Yeah. Okay, so you are uh, not shipwrecked, helicopter wrecked. Yeah. On. <laughs> on uh, not on a cannibal infested peninsula um sure yeah how uh, how have they not all eaten each other to death surely it's not a sustainable population well this is this is a sequel to a game that was set on i believe the same peninsula so presumably they get like a steady supply of people you know having 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 planes and planes and Mm. helicopters crash land kind of like a really awful delivery and yeah, it's primarily it's primarily a survival game. Like you can actually turn the monsters off and just live off live peacefully off the land. Um, you know, gathering wood, building shelters, finding berries, hunting animals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I've, I think I've kind of like I said, I've had my full of this stuff. Um, this it does have a good like this and the forest actually had a good like sci-fi mystery twist to it. Um, like you can investigate, you can investigate. Like the secrets of the island. Um, Why are there cannibals? The island, not the island, the peninsula. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Every can, time can, cannibal Island is just a name. But yeah, I. Oh man, I spent like half an hour last night just chopping down trees, and the interior of the hut I built from it was about as wide as my shoulders. Like the input required versus the reward is just not my thing. Resource collection is ghastly. I don't mind it in. I played a lot of Minecraft, but that's like the the process is a, lot, is a lot easier and simpler, and you can build more, you know, ambitious things of it. Um, in Did you ever play much Ark? I hated the. the I've never played Ark. No. Um, yeah, don't bother. 
also, I've also been a bit disappointed in the lack of anecdotes I've managed to wring out of it, because that tends to be a strength of these like open-ended survival games. Um, days yeah. Day Z was brilliant for that, um, especially in like the Armour 2 mod days. Uh, the closest I've come to having like good war stories out of playing Sons of the Forest is discussing with Ollie and Hayden precisely how long it took for us to resort to cannibalism. <laughs> how long did uh, it take you to resort to cannibalism? Well, Hay- Hayden, I'm told, became a cannibal almost immediately. Yeah, uh, he did. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie partially subsisted on squirrels, but did end up <laughs> eating a man's leg inside of, I think, two days. My my start to cannibalism time is actually still ticking because uh, I've, managed, I've managed to keep going on largely on cat food. Why is there cat food on the Cannibal Peninsula? <laughs> I I don't know. Like who who travels with like tins of cat food? Garfield. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Ultimately, I don't think it's a very good sign when the most interesting thing I can think to say about Sons of Forest is like. Yes, mate. I've eaten so much cat food, but it's so it's sold like a bajillion copies. It's the most popular thing on Steam. One thing I want to ask you about it is that Liam, uh, the our vidbud Liam, mm. uh, has been playing it, and he advised anyone on team who started playing it to turn the sound down because yes. everything in the forest is sort of you know the ambient noise will change. You know, be louder the closer you are to it. Apart from the mutants, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, they they are they are freaky. Um, to be sure, the 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 horror element is the horror element is pretty. I want to say, can can you say it's well done? Because it is effectively scary. But if it's based mm. on like artificially inflating the the volume of but, so just screams, whenever they scream, it will sound like they're right by you, no matter how yeah. close they are. Yeah, basically. Um, this this happened to me like dozens of times when I was when I was benchmarking it for our settings guide. Um, they sound like the horrible boys off the descent, don't they? I don't like them. Yeah, they they're not they're not they're not friendly people. They also I don't I can't remember if they did this in the original forest, but they will sometimes lie under like a like camouflage under a pile of leaves until you're almost like standing on top of them, and then they'll just scurry away like when they're when they're like four feet in front of you. That that shits me up. Um, yeah, I hate that for you. And that actually that that makes sense for it to be like really loud and obnoxious. Um, yeah, other other times they'll be like screaming, and you'll think like, "Oh my god, they're right behind me!" And you turn around, and they're just like they're running up, they're running away, or just like chilling out in the trees, just chilling um, out. Yeah, just chilling. The, yeah. the cannibal talk reminds me of something I really i I want like like a a single player RPG like the Outer Worlds. To like have a mission or a quest where you go, you're in like the wilderness, and you come across a nice family who inexplicably have like a load of meat, and they they welcome you into their home, and they're like, "Don't go into the basement and stuff." And then you go into the basement, and there's just like an embarrassing collection of like teapots or whatever, and uh, yeah. we welcomed you into our home. <laughs> what did you think was down? I thought you were cannibals. You thought we were cannibals. <laughs> That'd be good. Um. I've been playing a couple of things. I've been playing um, uh, a little game called Garden Inn, which is just a little I have plants simulator, uh, and you just water plants in a in a little room, and eventually get more rooms. The more successfully you look after plants, they never die, which is why I like it. It's very oh. cute. They just grow into like lovely little things. It's really really sweet. You just log back in after after you know you've been asleep all night, and they'll be a bit brown. You wash them, then they're right as rain again. And you can hybridize them. Oh, so you only have to check in briefly, like every few hours. Yeah, I did it before the podcast. Checked in, watered everything about three minutes, and then (laughs) then it was sorted. It's really really cute. Yeah, because I've been trying to get plants for ages, but can't find a decent garden center. And I know virtual plants are not in any sort of real physical sense a replacement for that but um they're nice i like them a lot um and i also played some atomic heart james it is bananas it is is, i can't believe how fast it moves like you have the bit where you're all like in a sort of uh you know ussr utopia uh and then the robots all start killing everyone 
you crash land. It, instead of like helicopters, you have like cars that are lifted <laughs> by robots, <laughs> like old, like uh, like analog cars. And then just a helicopter robot straps itself to the car. <laughs> That's like the least I, practical way of achieving flying cars imaginable. It's so it's ridiculous. And then you crash. And then uh, almost immediately upon after, after crashing, I met a granny. And the granny was like, "Listen, Sunny Jim." She looked like the Queen. The Queen was like, "Listen, Sunny Jim, we shit's going down. We've got to kill these guys." Uh, and then, like, loads of robots started attacking us. I had to go down, like, a lift hidden under some pigs. And, like, as I was as I was going down that, the, the queen was like, I've got this, I want to use this bazooka. And she shot uh, at a robot and then was immediately crushed <laughs> all in the space of, like, two minutes. <laughs> I met what I thought was going to be a supporting character and then she was immediately monstered. Oh, oh no, she, it, she 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 shows up again. Oh good, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I I guess, um, I guess I guess spoilers. Um yeah, she she she's not she's not dead. Don't worry. But like the the speed at which this moves, like there's no sort of creeping around really like in Rapture or whatever. You just, and also like this is all happening because like the engineer that was working on this new neural net for robots was like found to be a traitor and then your character is like oh so what happened there and they're like well the project was so far along they didn't have a choice but to make him complete it and so like <laughs> obviously oh yeah like just, in the real military yeah i know it's so ridiculous it's not like it it it's fascinating it's not bad but it's just yeah, so Absolutely, gonna be... loco for Cocoa Puffs. I, I'm, like... looking for, I'm looking forward to like five years from now when people are doing retrospectives on it. <laughs> well, when it's remade. <laughs> well, <laughs> indeed. I don't know. I I was just like, what is what is going on? It's like a five year old describing Bioshock, and then <laughs> robot. Everything was on fire, and then they think, yeah. Madness. Um, let us now then move on to uh, it's James's hardware section. It's a it's a good a, a good, good cavern to hard hardly die. One day I'll get it right. A good day to wear hard or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, not much going on in hardware land, if I'm honest. Um, AMD have some new high end processors out. Uh, but I can't tell you much about them because, um, and I have no, I have no idea why. But AMD will not speak to me about their processors. When their most, I, I, I don't know what it is. When their most recent graphics cards came out, um, I asked if we could borrow them, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, here, take them, keep them for weeks and weeks and weeks." Whenever I ask for a CPU, it's just silence, and I have no idea why. It's not like done by different people or anything. It's no, just, no, I don't. Just don't want you to see them. Have you been not. sending back their components full of cat food? <laughs> <laughs> Never goes not, down well. Not not inside the, the components. <laughs> Just smeared. Um, decorated. Yeah. Uh, word word on the street. Um, if you are willing to drop £580 on a CPU, the new Ryzen 9 7950X3D is the fastest gaming CPU that, that 580 quid will get you. So there you I go. Love- Word on the street. <laughs> what? Pe- people, people who have been given uh, review samples. 128 megabytes of L-free cash, not to be sniffed at, allegedly. Allegedly, I, I like the idea that there's like a hardware street where like serious people exchange views in alleyways. But <laughs> and the sheriff is a legendary gunslinger called allegedly. Not sure whether he exists. <laughs> uh, Alex Vitaglia from Digital Foundry walking around in a tank top and like and a and a bumming smokes off Linus tech tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Digital Foundry are good though. God bless them. Good luck. Yeah, they're lovely. Um, uh, well, um, an uncharacteristically short. Uh, where to die hard, but um, yep, sorry, <laughs> no worries, Nate. Just quickly describe a cowboy eating a bean. Oh, um, <laughs> put, put, 
pertaining to the the Ryzen 9 7950X 3D? No, yeah. just the first image that comes into your head. But if you oh, can make it pertain to the Ryzen, that'd be wicked. Oh, it's a cowboy eating like cold out of a tin of beans with like the tiniest teaspoon and just being like, oh, damn, it's good beans. Good. Okay. <laughs> We've had the requisite metaphor. I'm happy. All right. In that case, let's move right, on, on. To, to Nate's Tower of Jocularity. still need a sting i think it should probably be someone panting as they climb steps followed by hooting oh that would be lovely for people to listen to (laughs) (laughs) i think that'd be great oh welcome Uh, it's an experimental one this week um trying a a new new game that will begin with a mystery okay so just like last week i'm going to ask you each to step away from your microphones for 30 seconds all right um so, Alice, if you could do that first. Actually, 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay, I'll go. Okay, James. Okay, hit me. I, I need you to name three types of animals. Name three types of animals right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Um, koala bear. Yep. Um, capybara. Yep. Uh, leopard. Okay, good. We good? Yep, that's perfect. Okay. Well, sorry, I've forgotten already. Here we go. What, oh, Hello? Oh, here, here's, oh. It's right. Okay, so Do James. You need to go again. <laughs> no, if uh, if James, you can um, exile yourself. Yeah, 20, 20 seconds. Mm hmm. Oak-dick. Right, Alice, I need you to give me three types of animals. Three types of animals? Uh, okay. Um, uh, a blue macaw parrot, um, a cockapoo dog, is that too specific? And uh, a hyena. Lovely. Okay, that's perfect. And I bet James will be back any second now. Right, I'm back. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so I um, need you both to do it again, but only for 10 seconds this time. Uh, so, uh, Alice, if you could leave first. For 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. All right, I am gone now. Name a weapon and a random item. Oh god, um, the AK forty-seven yep. and a pen pot. Okay. Hello. Hello, and uh, if I can ask you to dosey do in reverse now, James. Okay, Alice, I need you to name me a weapon and a random item. A machete. And a post-it note stack. Okay. Ten seconds. I have one of those items on my desk. Guess which oh. one? <laughs> right. Okay. This game is called Beast Wars Unseen. Oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Alice, you have a koala, a capybara, a leopard, an AK-47... And okay. a pen pot, uh, an infinite supply of pen pots, as well as uh, a lot of lumber and string. Okay, so I have a koala, capybara, and a what? A leopard. Okay, leopard. And then an infinite supply of pen pots. A plus AK- lumber and string. Plus lumber and string in AK-47. And an yeah. Okay, James, you've got a blue macaw, a cockapoo wow. dog, a hyena... A machete. Christ. And, and what was the a post-it note? Infinite supply of post-it notes. Your metal, uh, your materials are rusty corrugated iron and wow. super glue. <laughs> That'd okay. be pretty super to stick corrugated iron. You have to tell me how you're sending your beasts into the arena, and I shall tell you. Using my knowledge of both beasts in the arena, who has won? Well, I, I she has what? a significant. <laughs> Alice has a significant range advantage. Because I, I have an AK forty-seven. Yes. What's although, that? although, can your can your animals really operate an AK forty-seven? Koala's got opposable thumbs, baby. Yeah, koalas mm. are pretty vicious as well. Um. So I'm gonna. I'll give the AK-47 to 
to a koala, uh, to the koala, and hope it doesn't. Um... All your animals get like basic military training, so not okay. going to cry or whatever. Do, uh, do do we do we have like one weapon per animal? Uh, or... Well, I mean, it's 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 within the bounds of what science could achieve, James. Okay. So, uh, you know, and you know. As we all know, the limit to science is our imagination. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, okay, I'm going to give the koala the AK-47 um, using the lumber and string. That Am I able to... It's the animals are constructing stuff because I was going to say... Oh, there's a load of Romans to... and the mad scientist will help you probably, so... Okay, so the koala's getting the AK-47 and I'm going to use the Romans to build um, a um, uh, a kind of mach- a gun nest for the koala because <laughs> they're quite yeah. slow moving. Um, the... Uh, the the capybara, I think, are going to get the Romans to build it a trebuchet, uh, and the capybara can operate it by means of some sort of pressure pad to throw uh, pen pots. Oh, he'd probably really enjoy that as well. I think that's nice. It's yeah, he's more of a tactician, the technical kind of specialist. I think the capybara, um, and the leopard. I think we'll fashion it some armor out of pen pots. Uh, and um, it's lumber and string. Um, you know, you don't have to use everything. No, I know, but I'd, I'd, the, the leopard's a climber as well, you see. If we could build the leopard a sort of cat uh, assault course, you know, like you get for house cats when you have a garden around well, the you're arena. Well, you a siege well. ramp. Very reasonable um, suggestion. Yeah, maybe it was just I know the leopard does well at height as well, so that's me, I think. Okay, James, what uh, what are you sending to face off against this abomination of a team? Okay, so the first wave will be the blue macaws carrying a payload of post-it notes, and what they do is they drop them over the uh, koalas with the with the hang, AKs. Hang oh, okay, we've got multiple animals, so they're like. Units, okay. Oh yeah, let's just say fifty kilograms of each animal, <laughs> rounding up to the nearest beast. Okay. Um, so yeah, the blue macaws will drop post-it notes over the the ones with guns, and the post-it notes will fall over their eyes and stick to their faces, thus blinding them. Um, at which point, the cockapoos who are wearing uh, plate armor made from the rusted corrugated iron um, will move in slowly as a kind of phalanx. Yeah, oh um, yeah. I'm seeing this significant further, disadvantage further pre- to going further first. Prote- <laughs> further protecting my team from any koalas who might be blind firing their AKs. Behind them will be the hyenas who ha- have I don't know, how much does a hyena weigh? I've probably only got one hyena. The hyena probably got like the first two thirds of one. I haven't thought this through. Yeah, using the <laughs> using the using the so slowly approaching armored cockapoos, the hyena will advance, holding the machete in its mouth, like um, Blade Wolf in Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. Oh yeah, um, that was my thought. Yeah. At, at which point, once it closes a gap on Alice's forces, it will simply jump over and slice it to bits. That was that was well, inspiration. But my leopard's my leopard's up high. My leopard's more <laughs> agile as well. Uh, once a blue once a blue macaws drop their post-it note payload, it will simply they will simply proceed to peck the eyes out of any leopards on the high ground. I think you've reckoned without my uh, my pen pot artillery as well. That's going to take out quite a lot of the macaws. Oh, I like this. There's real beef. How, with my 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 capybara is firing. How 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 heavy are the are the pen pots? Are they made out of are they made out of Osmium, plastic or are they... the world's densest metal? Oh man! <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Um, War isn't fair. Okay, I'll tell you what, no. Okay, I'm, assu- I'm okay, leaving Osmium out of this. I can assume an attrition rate of maybe about fifty percent on the blue macaws. 
Um, <laughs> like so we'll desperate have... World War One, general, <laughs> just losing track of the cost of life. Um, the cockapoos are going to be quite slow moving as well. I feel like the my leopard uh, attack force were like a flying column of leopards. They'll, they'll be, <laughs> they'll, be they'll be fully <laughs> they'll be fully armored. They'll have you know plate plate iron super glued to them from all angles. I tell you oh what, I'm going to take a hideous, hideous scourge of democracy to the tower this week because the Discord is going to decide over the next week uh, vote for which of you has won this battle. I, feel, I think this d- debate could run. I, yeah, I don't want to cut it here. I feel okay. like a, a, a cockapoo isn't going to be able to travel far with plate iron super glued to it. It's not going to be very agile. <laughs> the poor things <laughs> be crushed. Well, I, I'm just saying you put an awful lot of faith into your uh, pen pot artillery being operated by. Okay, do you know what? I'm gonna. I'm changing. Which was it? The capybara. I'm changing a tactic. I'm gonna say the Romans have built one of those traps you get in video games where there's just a load of logs held up by <laughs> flimsy <laughs> on a hill, held up by a flimsy little gate, and the capybara could pull a string that will release the logs. Crush. Well, at this point, the, the weapon you're using is the ingenuity of Rome. Like, it's not a beast. I know. Well, sure. Well, I mean, we're playing to you there, though, because uh, that's, that is the, you know, that's a, that's a crowd pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> Get the right. Romans out. I'll be interested to see what the uh, the listener comes up with. If you have strong feelings about it, you can yeah join the Discord or email us at podcast at rockpapershock. <laughs> Subject uh, line. Okay. Um, Beast Wars Unseen. Beast Wars Unseen. <laughs> right, quick. Let's get Probably out won't of this. do that one again. <laughs> let's get out of this tower so we can escape the screams of the animals. <laughs> Please don't email if you're from the RSPCA. <laughs> <laughs> that thank god uh marks the end of the podcast we've only got a couple of uh things left to take care of first i've got a henry cavill update it's not really an update about him but i've got one of those you know when uh a newspaper or like an outlet does like fans do this and then you look and it's like two people um well a couple of people are discussing suing uh dc (laughs) because (laughs) Because of the Black Adam cameo that had Henry Cavill. Um, so at the end of Black Adam, there was a cameo that featured Henry Cavill as Soups. Uh, and that allegedly, uh, Warner Brothers put Black Adam out um, and did all that. Six months or something after they'd hired uh, your man... Um, James Gunn to redo everything so the, these people are like they teased us, they knew that he wasn't going to be in the rest of it uh, and this is off the back of partially Universal Pictures was successfully or at least partially successfully sued because do you remember the film yesterday where a guy became the Beatles? Yes. And he he, had, he hit his head and he woke up and he lived in a world where the Beatles didn't exist so he just played Beatles songs and everyone thought he was a genius Um their trailer included Anna Darmus in it, uh, and sh- her scene was cut out of the film. Uh, and people, you know, complained because they were Anna fished. They thought Anna was going to be in it, but she wasn't. <laughs> and the judge was like, "Fair enough." Um, so these these couple of Snyderverse fans that generated three or four articles on the off the base of like some idle posting on Twitter. Uh, uh, like someone should sue because they come in, they contend that DC should have known. Um, and apparently Henry did not have his contract or anything when he said he was going to be back as soups. It's very sad. I hope he's okay. Henry, get in touch. The, our door is always open for you. Come and have a nice lamb lunch. We're here, we're here for you, mate. We're here for you, Henry's. Um, the you other can thing hold we have my is... neck wrongs. What? <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that we have to wrap up is recommendations because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. This week, I am going to recommend Oscar-nominated film Top Gun Maverick. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, t- Tom Cruise being a strange little gremlin aside, 
it's so much fun. Really? It's genuinely, it's so much like an unashamedly cheesy, like 80s action film that it is refreshing. Like, if I could sum it up, I would say, like, Top Gun Maverick is basically like, the son of a bitch did it. The movie, like, that's the whole two hours. (laughs) It's, and they play everything straight. They're, they're not sort of constantly winking to camera. Yeah, it's all 100%. It's very sincere. The bit where, like, because the whole thing is that, like, he's training these Top Gun ace pilots to do, like, an impossible mission um, to take out an enemy, like, enriched uranium base that they're not supposed to have. Side note, very cleverly, no country is ever mentioned and the setting is such that it could be anyone, like... So well done there, um, and it's genuinely when they were doing it, I was like, I was like very tense. I was like, one of them's not coming back. Oh my god, it's, like, <laughs> it's very good. It's very silly, but like very sincere about it. The only thing is that they could, I think, they sort of biffed the love interest a bit because I think it was meant to be played by what's her face, who was his love interest in the original. Uh, they couldn't get her, so they just recast the part slightly rewrote it but it means that there is no reason for her to be on the navy the naval like airship at the end so they just have to like crudely kind of cut in a bit where she turns up at his personal air hangar right at the end it's a bit rubbish but so much fun it flew by hey Eh, miles teller is miles teller in it you know and is it to watch on on your home thinking telly uh, it is, yes. I can't remember what it's on, but it's on... Probably Paramount, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, what are you going to recommend this week, James? Uh, I'm recommending Hampstead Organic Earl Grey Tea. Uh, so I've been I've been trying to cut down on the amount of Diet Coke that I ingest. Um with a view of perhaps living longer. Um, so I've been actively s- kind of searching, um, but mainly just mildly curious about upgrading from Tetley's tea. Um, and I think this could be the one. Um, it, has a, it has a lovely light taste and doesn't stain the mug as much as other black teas, which is incredibly important to me. Is it? Mm. Have you tried a little drink called Rio Tropical? <laughs> stop, stop, mate. <laughs> no, tell me more. <laughs> no, that demon must remain in its cage. <laughs> That's interesting about the, the mug issue. That's not an issue for me. But um, I, I'm interested. Oh yeah, I I I I don't want to say like I have a thing, but I do like my mugs to be like perfectly virgin white on the inside. Um and even even if after washing, there's like the slightest hint of darkening in the corners. It's just mate, you're a good bloke. That's the creepiest paragraph I've ever heard about mugs. <laughs> I I I like I like my clean mugs. I'm never um, going to dirty a mug of yours. <laughs> Nate, what are you recommending this week? It's a film from me, actually. Uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Uh, You've probably heard it's quite good. My God, it's really good. Um, you don't expect that kind of quality from the sequel to a mediocre Shrek spin-off. Um, but there it is. Gr- really, really, really... One of those films that feels stupid to describe as a kid's movie. Um, yeah, it's got, got my daughter obsessed with wolves and death, so it's got to be good. I was going to say, you must be thrilled, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud. She's such a proto goth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you're too supportive, she'll rebel by being a prep, you see. It's a oh, tough time. I know. To... How, how to get through this minefield. <laughs> All right, lovely. Uh, thank you, Laz. And thank you, listener, for joining us for this episode five of season two of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. You can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok by searching for Rock Paper Shotgun. There we are. Uh, you can join the Discord, as we mentioned. The link will be in the show notes where you can chat about video games. You can play video games in little groups. And there's a dedica- dedicated bit on the server to talk about the podcast where you can hash out which beast army <laughs> you think will have won this week. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 
The thing is, I can already tell that I'm unreasonably invested in the, the Paterno. This means war, James. Maybe Beast Wars Unseen was more of a success than I, uh, than I anticipated. Uh, and you can email us podcast at rockpapershotgun.com if you have questions, suggestions, feedback, or Henry Cavill news, or ways we can get in touch with Henry Cavill. Um, but until next week, it's goodbye from me, Alice. It's goodbye from Nate. Bye bye. And it's goodbye from James. Goodbye. Bye.